Hey, everybody. What's up? It's Chris Gillibo. You are listening to Side Hustle School. So I wanted to make this series in response to a lot of questions and comments I've been getting, uh, and also just from paying attention to people's responses to the changing environment. And what I mean here is that, you know, you have the changes and challenges of the world itself, specifically the coronavirus known as COVID-19, and all of its externalities and effects. Uh, And then you have people's reactions to those events. And my observation focuses much more on the second part, because I'm sure you have heard your share of news about the coronavirus. Uh, So I'm not going to add to that. What I want to talk about is some possible solutions, uh, not to finding a vaccine, uh, but to thinking differently and taking action in terms of our economic security during this time, in terms of what does this mean for your side hustle, for your small business? What does this mean for what you're already working on? Uh, Should you change? How will you adapt? How will you respond? Uh, And what does this mean going forward? Okay, so we're going to do three bonus episodes here, one on each Wednesday, uh, today, one week from today, and then the following week. And my hope is that along with the other shows that are participating in this small business podference, this will be helpful in making some decisions. Next week, we'll talk about spotting opportunities during this time, including a list of some specific ideas. Uh, And in the following week, we'll talk about what comes next, what's coming down the road, what's coming three months, six months from now, because I think that's actually a more helpful and valuable question. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast today i want to look at three categories of businesses uh, or even entire industries And let's consider who is doing well and who's not, okay? Because whenever there is a major world event, um, there are winners and losers. And some industries advance while others decline. This is especially true when the major world event is unpredictable, which is exactly what we have seen here, the black swan known as the novel coronavirus COVID-19. But it was also true in the 2016 U.S. presidential election, for example. Pretty much everybody, at least all the experts, predicted a different outcome uh, in that election, And when that outcome did not come to pass, a lot of industries and businesses, uh, almost even the next day, as soon as the results were announced, uh, but certainly over the next few weeks and months, uh, then after the inauguration, you could see a lot of industries and businesses advancing or declining based on that outcome. So a lot of focus right now uh, is on industries that have declined, sometimes in dramatic fashion. And I don't mean to make light of this in any way, 
Uh, I know that the struggle is real out there. And I actually mean the struggle is real. That's a phrase that's often used ironically, but I know that people really are struggling uh, and even suffering. So I just acknowledge that up front. But it's just as notable to consider the opposite question, you know, which is not just the industries that are declining, often in dramatic fashion, but what businesses or industries might be perhaps thriving. There's also a third category. So three categories here. You've got the businesses that are in decline. Uh, we could even say some businesses that are completely failing. Uh, then you've got the businesses that are advancing, uh, let's say thriving. And the third category, businesses or industries that are adapting. They recognize that their core business model is at risk or simply unable to be profitable during this time. So they respond to the changing environment and do something different. Now let's consider a few examples from each category. First, the businesses or industries that are really struggling right now. They are in sharp decline. They are at risk of failure. Some have already failed. These are the businesses or industries that aren't doing so well. Um, so let's imagine that you just opened up an amusement park a couple months ago. A couple months ago, you were like, I'm going to open up a, an amusement park uh, and I'm going to invite thousands of people to come in. Well, that's a pretty terrible business to have right now. Uh, if you are a concert promoter, not a great business to be in. If you are a travel agent, um, especially, let's say, a cruise travel agent, your, your whole business is booking people on cruises. Well, you might have been busy over the past couple of months, uh, but most of what you'd be doing uh, was issuing refunds. Okay, so you know, these are just some pretty extreme examples of, of businesses that are at great risk, uh, you know, pretty hard to actually keep going in that business, uh, at least doing things the same way right now. And I'm sure you can imagine some other industries, some other businesses, ideas, um, you know, of things that are just not great right now. Okay, so second category, what are the businesses and industries that are thriving? We'll talk about this a bit more next week when we focus on spotting opportunities. Uh, but for now, just to name a couple of things, if you are an at-home exercise coach, then your business is doing well. If you sell at-home exercise equipment, um, then you're doing pretty well. If you have some kind of app that helps people with meditation or some other form of wellness, then your downloads are way up. Uh, if you were doing some kind of online education, like I mentioned a while back, Creative Live, I did a virtual book launch with them and was talking with the founder, Chase Jarvis, and he's like, you know, our business is way up right now because a lot of people want to learn things. They're not going to in-person classes, so they are looking for other solutions. You could also be some kind of remote work expert, um, anything to do with, with working remotely. In fact, that whole industry is you know, very, very much on, on the uptick. Okay, so just as you can think of other businesses and industries that aren't very robust right now, uh, you can probably also think of some other ones that are doing well. So those are the first two categories. Uh, the third category, and the question is, what are the ones that are adapting? Okay, the businesses that are adapting and changing, recognizing that what they have done before isn't going to work right now, uh, at least for right now, maybe it will never work again, maybe it's just for a time. Uh, but you know, if they want to be profitable, they're going to have to do something different. Okay, so this is what I'm interested in most of all, because, uh, you know, opportunities are always going to come and go. But what about people and businesses that are able to adjust to respond to say, yeah, you know what, this sucks right now, like, let's just call it like it is it sucks. But what is it that we can do? So a couple examples of this, and then I'll tell you some adaptation strategies. A while back, I did a story on the founder of a business called Atlanta Food Tours. And I actually got to go on one of her tours when I was in Atlanta. Uh, their website is unexpectedatlanta.com. And I, I was curious about her when I was thinking about this. I was like, wow, if you are, uh, your whole business is based on touring people around a city, um, then you can't do that now, basically. So you are, you know, by default, kind of in that first category of market decline, potential failure, great risk, etc. 
And I see that she has an offering called Tour in a Box, which is really cool. It's a, a physical product. It's actually something you order from her website. Uh, it will be sent through the mail. And it includes items from lots of the different food vendors and restaurants that she works with. So if you order a tour in a box, uh, you can first of all support small businesses there, many of those restaurants that are also not getting customers now, uh, you can support her business. And then I think the other key benefit here is that she just kind of stays in front of people's minds. She doesn't disappear for three months or six months and, and become forgotten, essentially. So very creative thinking there. Another example comes from an upcoming story we have uh, about a woman who was doing body work. Uh, so she was uh, doing some body work, kind of like acupuncture or massage. It was a bit different. I'll, I'll talk about it in the story. And that was her whole thing. And, and now that is largely on hold. So she was already beginning to transition to something, uh, you know, in addition, like as a backup plan. Uh, but now she's really going all in with online meditation. So she has put together these groups. Uh, she was going to be leading one session a week. Now she's doing something like five or six sessions a week. And the last I heard or last I saw in the notes for her story is um, she was making $2,700 a month from this all new source of income, this all new business. Um, it's an adaptation. She is still working in the field of wellness, but she has transitioned from doing physical body work uh, to helping people virtually through online meditation. There could be, of course, many other examples. Perhaps you have noticed a business or an industry that has adapted or that has applied some creative thinking to do something uh, perhaps unexpected, but smart. So what if you're out there and you're like, you know what, adaptation sounds good to me. Like, maybe I'm not fortunate enough to have, you know, been in that category of a business that would be thriving all of a sudden with an unexpected event, because that is, you know, partly luck and circumstance. Uh, so what can I do uh, to strengthen my business or otherwise create more security for myself, both now in this uncertain time, uh, and also in the future, you know, for whatever else is going to come along next? Well, with that in mind, here are a few adaptation strategies. First, I should mention, uh, if there is an option to apply for funding, I don't usually talk about funding or getting investment. But you know, if you're in the United States, and maybe other countries have these programs too, uh, you've probably heard at least in the US uh, about a number of different programs. They have various names, I haven't even talked about them specifically here on the show, because they've been changing a lot. Uh, it's very much been a moving target. But uh, if you are eligible for some assistance uh, from the federal government, or perhaps from your local government or your state or province, uh, province, you know, would be in Canada or elsewhere, we don't have provinces in the states, but you know what I mean? If there is an opportunity to apply for funding uh, based on a stimulus package, look, you know, you might as well accept free money. Like if free money comes your way, uh, that's great. Just don't base all your hopes on it. Okay, so that's the first thing first. But then, you know, have a backup plan for your backup plan. I'm a big fan of backup plans, you know, like, I like this quote about how, you know, if your if your plan A fails, remember that there are still 25 letters. So you can have a plan B, a plan C, a plan D, whatever. Uh, I'm working on a throwback Thursday story about uh, a woman who was a caricature artist, and actually built a pretty successful business doing that. But on the side, in addition to her side hustle, uh, she built a completely different business um, that was actually in bookkeeping and accounting. So we'll look at that in more detail. But the short version is, you know, one of those businesses is not doing very well. Uh, but the other one is doing well at this time. So she has created a backup plan and then a backup plan for her backup plan. Next, consider if you can provide the same service that you're doing right now, or at least something similar, just virtually. You're probably aware of, of all the different virtual options, the legion of zoom meetings that are happening now, uh, people are doing online yoga, online weddings, uh, online everything, really. And it's funny how necessity proves what's possible. Because, you know, historically, before this time, people would say about a lot of these things, Oh, that doesn't work online. You know, you have to do this thing in person, whatever it is. 
And now we're seeing actually you can do a lot of things online. You know, maybe it's not as ideal, maybe it's not, you know, the most optimal, but there's a lot of stuff that can be done virtually. And I think at the end of this time, people aren't going to go back, you know, to doing everything in person. Once they've learned that they can do some things effectively and efficiently in a way that's different than what they did before, they're actually going to realize that in some ways it's better. So provide the same or a similar service just virtually. Uh, and then, of course, you could do something entirely different. Use this time to return to your core strengths. Uh, consider what else you might do. Just kind of rewrite everything and say, you know what, uh, it wasn't a great time to become a cruise travel agent, but there's lots of other stuff I could do. Rather than trying to resuscitate this business that's going to take a very long time to come back, if it ever does, it's a better choice for me to move in a different direction. And finally, there is the option of just kind of waiting it out. Like if you are able to do that, if you're like, you know what, I always wanted to have that amusement park. Uh, so I'm just going to kind of, you know, let that amusement park sit there for a while and eventually build it up. Obviously, that's probably not realistic in that example. Uh, but for some people, they might be able to wait it out. That said, you know, and coming to our conclusion here, my advice, or at least my suggestion, because I don't want to tell you what to do. I want to be a helpful resource, but all these decisions are yours to make. My suggestion is why just wait it out? You know, why not use this time for good and consider what possibility you can unlock either by adapting or by starting something entirely new. That's my hope for you today. I look forward to sharing the next two parts of this series, uh, which will come out next Wednesday and then the following Wednesday. Thank you so much, my friends. My name is Chris Gillibo. This is Side Hustle School. Onward Project.